Buongiorno, Eric. Ah, oh, me too. <laughs> when big birria for each of the boys. Mm-hmm. This episode is not sponsored by Anchor. It's sponsored by Budweiser. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's that first and, sip feeling? And by Peroni. Mm. First sip is feeling nice and fine. Ty. This is an Alcoholics Anonymous podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says on the can that it is both world-renowned and the king of beers. I gotta say, I think they're right. <laughs> R.P. Queen E. Mm-hmm. There's a king in town, Ty, and uh, it's in the form of a yellow liquid. Yeah, I never saw the crown, but this is a throne I will watch. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. Dude, this uh, tastes so fucking good. First good old-fashioned American beer in the last two weeks because mm. I've been out there in Europe. And uh, let me tell you, Ty, I didn't have a single lick of craft beer when I was out there. Hell yeah, dude. That's, that's what I I love to hearing. Me, <laughs> this is my third Buzz, Budweiser, Buzzweiser in 24 hours. So I, I'm on a Budweiser bullet train, baby. Oh, yeah, dude. You're on a Budweiser bullet train to Florence. Uh <clears throat> <laughs> We haven't uh, we haven't finished our discussion on the things I did mm-hmm. <laughs> in Italy. We have lots to get through still. Um, Eric, Eric goes to Italy part two. Yeah, I've, I'm going back to Italy. I'm going back to Italy. Mm. Take me back. Um, yeah, what do we what do we talk about? We we got through about a third of the things I wanted to bring up. Um, we can get into ice cream if you want, Thai gelato. Yeah, let's let's talk gelato, Eric. I I'm a big fan. I like rom. I like I like the more chocolatey flavors, but I'm not afraid to get into some fresh fruit. What What's Ooh. your gelato experience like in in Italy? Ooh, a little sorbetto perhaps for Thai. Mm, um, dude, this beer is so cold. I can't even hold it. I have to put it down. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you'll never find a so... beer this cold in Europe. <laughs> That's a fact. Beer in Europe is lukewarm at best, but when I come home to my ice cold buds, I have my fridge turned up to max. I don't know about you, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, dude, this thing is ice cold. I can't even hold it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I um, like my freezer so cold that like my ice gets freezer burned within hours of it freezing. I have to. Yeah. I only can use fresh ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like the good folks over at Kisitanto, I have to like slightly melt my ice before I serve it, um, just mm. to give it that nice little gloss on all sides. Um, but speaking of things that are too cold to handle, um, my ice cream adventures, Ty, were very consistent. I think I hit the same flavors every time. <laughs> mm. You're a purist, not a tourist. I'm absolutely a pure tourist, but uh, I would... Like, I alternated between a strawberries and cream theme and a, let's say, like, a, a chocolatey adventure. Ooh. I like the Those sound of that two second moods. one. Can we, can we double-click into chocolatey adventure? Yeah, we'll we can. chocolatey um, adventure for 500. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sold to the hottest bidder. Um, Ty, there was a gelato place called Giolitti in mm. Rome that I really liked. And my top flavor there, I don't even think was actually ice cream. It was really <laughs> weird because there's a, there a flavor called Nutella. And this thing is like, like room temp. I, I'm pretty sure it's just straight Nutella. Really? Yeah. So it's called Nutella and it tastes like Nutella. So I think it just is Nutella. Like it's, it's not Nutella. ice cream. <laughs> yeah. So like I would get one scoop of the rice flavor, which is another deep cut, but then also one scoop of Nutella. Mm. And it, it's just like, you can clearly tell that the rice flavor is cold, but the Nutella flavor is warm. And you mm. just kind of like swirl around and mix it all together. And then they even give you a nice little dollop of whipped cream on top. Oh, that's actually kind of smart. It's probably like a little hazelnut hot fudge sundae. Kinda, yeah. Maybe, I like mean, the, rice, you get a, it's a rice pudding. Yeah, do the rice flavor. I've had it in two different cities. Like Florence had one, Rome had one. The rice mm -hmm. flavor is like low-key the best thing ever because it's kind of just like a tapioca and mm -hmm. just like a sweet kind of cream, you know? It really is the bread of gelato. It is. It's the sweet onion. <laughs> yeah, the green. That's mm -hmm. cool. I've never had rice-flavored gelato or ice cream. But, I, I mean, I've had rice pudding and rice cakes and whatnot. Yeah, it's exactly like rice pudding. Just think about that as an ice cream flavor. It's that. I'm thinking about that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking quite accurately about what you're saying. That's good to hear, Ty. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I had that quite a bit. And uh, what was I going to say about this? Oh, I had I had one in Florence as well. But and and this this made me realize a few things that the only real food artist Ty, there's no such thing as a sandwich artist. It's bullshit. Mm. Okay, the only real food artist is the gelato artist. Mm, and how come? You're gonna this have to tell because, me more. This is because every single gelato place I went to, so much care and love went into creating every single gelato like cone that I ordered mm. okay like this guy would like massage it <laughs> I think he was also flirting with me <laughs> but he would massage the ice cream like multiple times and then do a nice little wrap around you know and right. then get hit 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 it with like some more if there wasn't enough on there and just like really take his time um you know, blending the two flavors even in some kind of way. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was even one moment when he handed me the ice cream cone and I just said, bellissimo. Mm. And the guy, he just looked so happy that I was like acknowledging the beauty of this um, amazing. Yeah, of his work, of this amazing little ice cream cone. That's interesting, Eric. And I, okay, I, I have two thoughts on this actually. One is... It is probably more work than your average, like, fast food because it's quite physical, quite gestural to scoop the ice cream. It's hard, right? You have to really dig into it. You quite literally have to, like, rub one out of the ice cream bin <laughs> and into the cone. Mm -hmm. So, and then because of the nature of packing it in there, it's quite sculptural, too. And there is no, like, future for sculptures. Like, if you're a sculptor, good luck like getting employed but you could reapply your mm -hmm. skills in the ice cream industry <laughs> imagine going to a to a sculptor's dribble 
it's like I can't get a job, but I have this dribble profile and I have all my designs on there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, oh, it's fifty percent like ice cream cones and fifty percent ice sculptures. Because those are yeah. the only industry left for the sc- modern sculptor is in frozen fluid. Isn't that mm-hmm. kind of weird? Yeah, that's pretty weird. And that brings me to my other thing. There's a time element too. Like you have to hurry when you're creating a gelato because like the longer you take, the more melty it's going to get. And as soon as you like start, as soon as it starts melting before you give it to the customer, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Because you, your shape is gone. Your form is gone. You know, it's a race against time. Your mm-hmm. time to tongue has to be low, but you mm-hmm. want an, a strong integrity of form. So mm-hmm. that would be a really tricky balance to get a beautiful ice cream sculpture mm-hmm. in as little time as possible. Mm-hmm. It's also much like a Budweiser, best enjoyed quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you have to eat it and consume it as fast as you can, because if you longer you wait, the the soupier it's gonna get, and uh, we don't like that. So are you a cup or cone daddy? Oh, cone always. Yeah, same. It's so stupid that if they'll give you a <laughs> cone for free, why would you take the cup? Because you can eat the cone. You just get more. <laughs> It's more bang for your buck. You can eat the container. You can eat the container, kind of like a bread bowl. Yeah. It's like getting, it's like going to Subway and getting the salad. It's like they'll <laughs> give you the bread for free if you just order that. <laughs> get exactly. Exactly. And like the cone is, you know, this is unlike a sandwich, but the cone, the container is at the bottom. So you don't even have to eat it. You can just eat the ice cream and then throw out the cone if you, if you don't mm-hmm. want it. If you get it later. Yeah. But toss it out but i love you know hitting the cone and you know taking some bites out of that thing while i'm still finishing the ice cream i think it's you know one of mm. life's many pleasures yeah it's so like tactile you know like if you have a cup and you're scooping the little ice cream in your mouth with a little spoon it's so delicate and limpic but uh with the cone it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of barbaric almost because it's not just like finger food it's not like you're holding it's not just a handheld because you are holding the cone, but it's like a mouth hold because you're like, you're just shoving your face in there like, oh, you know, like mm-hmm. getting your face all ice creamed up. And that's mm-hmm. really cool. Not very many foods you can just like dig your chompers in there, like lick around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's quite you know, sensual. Do, yeah. If you do that at Subway, like you might get the police called on you. You might be like on Fogel alert. Um, mm-hmm. But it is another thing where, you know, you're holding it and you're using your mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, but like with Subway, you, you bite and then you probably put the sandwich down during the act of chewing. Wait, do you put the sandwich down or do you continue <laughs> to hold the sandwich? Dude, I never put the sandwich down. I, I, I go full like zero to 100. Like even I'm having a burger and fries, I don't even look at the fries until I'm like, 100% finish the burger. Really? I don't got the yeah. stamina for that, you see. I take a couple bikes, then I take a break. And mm. I'm, I'm a fast chewer. I'm like a choo-choo swallow guy. Some people are like, choo-choo-choo-choo for a while. <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm, I'm just one, ch- one chew and done. So mm. putting the sandwich down forces me to pace myself. Mm-hmm. Much like a guy with one leg, you're only one chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I hope if that was off the dome. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that was off the dome, but I, I think I'm like I'm. I think I'm in the minority here, but I have issues putting down food. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I realize I'm probably the freak here, but if I, I'm worried that if I put down a burger or a sandwich or a hot dog or a taco, any of these handheld uh-huh. foods that I'm going to ruin the integrity of the food when I drop it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, commitment issues and control freak issues that I feel like it's my hands and my hands alone that are holding together the uh-huh. meal that I'm eating. You know what I mean? And if I put it down, yeah. I have the, I have a higher risk of, you know, eating, finishing it off with a fork and knife, if you will. Mm-hmm. I get that. You're concerned about the integrity, the structure of the handheld. And you think your nimble little fingers are the last like restraint keeping that thing together. Mm-hmm. See, exactly. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I get concerned about it more mentally than physically. I'm worried that if I put a half-eating sandwich on the table, then mentally, I, all I will see is a half-eating sandwich on a table. And I can't think of anything less appealing than that, even if I know it's mm. my sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Just two little bite marks in there. It's like, Damn, it's like it that's the size of my one. mouth. Yeah, yeah true. Um, no, I 100% feel you. And then having to like, re-engage with the sandwich, because you, you've put it down, and most likely you've hit your hands with some Aesop, rinse-free mm-hmm. hand wash, and maybe hit it with a napkin as well. And now that I'm clean and cleansed of this sandwich... I have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get out. <laughs> totally. You know, and I might just take that opportunity. It, but if you don't rinse your hands, then you may accidentally touch an even dirtier object, like your cell phone that you recently used on the shitter, or worse, the t- the chair or table at your <laughs> restaurant. And mm-hmm. now you have, like, germ-rich thingies getting all over your handheld. Yeah, exactly. All that bacteria sticks to you uh, because mm. of that sweet onion sauce. So, yeah, you got to be real careful at Subway, man. But, yeah, I don't like to put down my food because, I don't know, I might have grown up poor maybe in a past life or something. Like, I'm scared that someone might swoop in mm. and uh, steal my sandwich. Like, a, even even a pigeon, perhaps, could come by and put its dirty little claws on my on the top bun. And then, even if I salvage it, I don't know if I want to touch that anymore, you know? For sure. As Drake says, he says, keep the family close. But in your case, it's the French fries. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, buddy. Ice cream's a funny one, though, Eric, because ice cream is the handheld handcuff. If you get an ice cream cone, you are not even allowed to put that (laughs) down. Good luck. You're not allowed to put it down, and you're not allowed to look away from it because you have to be constantly, like, rotating it, you know, licking the corners. (laughs) Making sure that it uh, stays in one piece. Yeah, it's the like culinary equivalent of holding a baby, like a child. <laughs> it is. You have to support the neck at all times. You know, <laughs> I can't really keep it. Take your eyes off it. So yeah. it's funny that people love ice cream because they do. They, do you think they actually just love the responsibility, like a little, mm. <laughs> little more yeah. responsibility than I'm used to here? Yeah, everyone wants to feel needed, Ty. Mm-hmm. And I feel really needed when I have ice cream in my hands and every so often it just like drips down and it's like 
Lick me, lick me. Mm-hmm. You come in with the tongue. You gotta. It's not very often that you, <laughs> something needs to be attacked by the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> That's Damn. true, man. Well, yeah, ice cream. Fuck, man. Best. I think we had it like three times a day uh, mm-hmm. in in Italy, as you're supposed to. Uh, you know, primi, secondi, and dolci. Hell yeah. Um, all of the above. But, what uh, else you got for me from Italy, Eric? Yeah, speaking of dolce, I want to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, table-side tiramisu. Ooh, I like the sound of this. Okay, I got to tell you my biggest problem with tiramisu, Eric. And Please. that's every time I order tiramisu at a restaurant, I pay like $12, $15. And then they just roll up with a like jar of tiramisu that they clearly made three days ago, wrapped in saran wrap and hucked in the freezer. And I don't want that shit. Why, why would I pay $15 for freezer food? I'm always mm. disappointed with tiramisu. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can see where that comes from because that's just as good. Like a store-bought mm-hmm. tiramisu is probably the same as what you're getting from the freezer at, you know, Olive Garden, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I like I, I like the idea of having the food prepared for me. That's why we go to Subway. Like they put more dude, work in at Subway to make my sandwich than most tiramisu offering restaurants. You're absolutely right about that, and this is why when I saw I saw this on Instagram stories. I'm not gonna lie, I, I straight mm-hmm. up am I was influenced, if you will, to go here, oh, no. and I immediately made a reso months in advance. This is before I had the Amex concierge service available to mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I had to make my reservation months in advance. Um, but once I did that, I felt like it's game time, buddy. Because I knew that they came around with a tiny little Bialetti, the two cup size. Okay? Oh, yeah. I got one of those. <laughs> I, I, I want to buy one because they're so cute. Ty. They're two so cup. cute. Um, they come around with a little Bialetti, two cup, um, a plate with lady fingers on it they just like the coffee lady fingers and then they do a little squishy squishy squish with a nice wooden spoon straight from nona's mm-hmm. kitchen mm-hmm. um and then they layer on about a kilo of mascarpone cheese right on top Ooh. uh let it spray with some cocoa and it's yours they know what they're doing yeah. because when when he pulled up with all the ingredients and was about to start, he saw I had my phone out, and he was like, are you ready? Mm. <laughs> He's used to this. He's a performer, an artist. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if the sandwich artists at Subway were like, you ready for this? <laughs> like, Dude, get your phone out. You're, like, You're not going to want to miss yeah. this. Holy shit, you roll up to the sauces, and he says, yeah, you've got to get your phone out for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, full disclosure, you're going to want to document this experience. Like, oh, it's thank like you. Spin in bottles like drumsticks. Mm-hmm. rapid fire mm-hmm. this is why i'm pro security camera at workplaces ty because mm-hmm. when you're when you're being surveilled mm-hmm. that's when you do your best work i feel like because you never know when like the cctv footage is going to mm-hmm. get reimagined as a tiktok exactly gun to my head i'm gonna do the best sauce game mm-hmm. you've ever seen hell yeah I'll, I'll draw I'll draw Mickey Mouse with that. Yeah. Whatever you need. You want me to write happy birthday in it? <laughs> Dude, 
I'll fucking recreate the Sistine Chapel on your sandwich with a gun yeah. in my head. Whoa, new idea. Get the sandwich artist to write a message with the sauce. <laughs> bon appetito. Uh, will you marry me? <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, that, that one's for the ladies. Uh, imagine you're just like serving up a sandwich for the, your girl. Like, open her up. It's just like <laughs> mush, mush sauce. <laughs> will you marry me? I wonder if someone's like proposed with a ring in their sandwich. Hmm. I'm going to say yes, because, like, we got some big sandwich stands out there, some Subway heads, um, and the challenge, though, is it's a high-risk move. What if they go munch on it, you know? Oh, ooh, yeah, it's, it's risky for sure, and you got to probably plant it before you go to the restaurant, which is yeah. always a risk at a frontline worker establishment. At Subway, it's extra tricky because you need to ensure you put it in one of the ingredients that the your fi- future fiance is going to order. So, like, if you decide <laughs> to embed it in the tuna, you better hope that that artist is scooping tuna. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Uh, scooping tuna. You know, you're also watching them, so mm-hmm. you have to do it real sneakily. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just like tell Bay like, go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna tamper with your sandwich while you're in the bathroom but again i don't know how you pull that off yeah you need a mastery of sleight of hand mm-hmm. tricky tricky business tricky tricky but um yeah ty this was like one of the few times i've had table side anything um mm-hmm. and it was so good we considered going back um to that same restaurant for just dessert but it didn't, it didn't pan out but i think you know next time i'm in, I'm in rome when in rome I'm going oh. to go back and have some wine and tiramisu. Maybe Do you remember the you. name of this uh, tiramisu establishment? Vladimiro. Vladimiro. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll add it to a Google map. And I'll oh, make yeah. sure to keep it on my list for next time. I, I love the idea of table-side, table-side tiramisu. It, it resolves presumably my biggest problem with tiramisu, which I've already shared. So it's incredible that someone like, damn, every idea has already been thought of, you know? Mm -hmm. You're right. It it blew my mind because for my entire life, I thought tiramisu had to sit, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever, whenever my mom makes it, it it sits in the fridge overnight and it soaks up that coffee and alcohol and makes it nice, nice and soft. Um, But I'll, I'll be happy to report that this table side version was a beautiful did it hit differently, though, than your sponged up, like, mama tiramisu? Um, it hit different in the sense that it was two layers, whereas, like, I think a traditional one has, like, multiple layers of, mm-hmm. you know, cream, uh, you know, ladyfingers, cream, etc., and then, like, you know, whatever on top. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, it had a low profile. It was a low pro sue. Um, mm. but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was really good. Cause like it had a lot of fucking cream on it, dude. This guy was like loading it on and I thought he was going to stop, but he kept going. He was just like, it's like, would you like some more mascarpone? And I think maybe he was waiting for me to say, say when <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, dude, keep it coming. Jokes on him. Like you can say when in Italian. Yeah, exactly. I barely know how to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So question was the bialetti was was the coffee 
Was it hot or cold at time of pour? Hmm. Mm, I think. I think it was warm. Mm. It wasn't hot. It wasn't. It wasn't like freshly made. There's a chance that they, you know, you know, Bialetti takes like 15 minutes to brew up. So mm. they probably had like a few of them like ready to go, or maybe a big pot, and they just like, you know, it's not really in the Bialetti. That's a, totally a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to believe, you know. Yo, um, I didn't. I didn't know this was a possible, but I was doing some research on Bialetti brewing practices. And best practice actually is to pre-boil water and put it in the chamber before you put it on heat. And your BLA will actually bubble and finish brewing in like four minutes as opposed to like the 30 minutes. So I started doing that to save time in the morning. So you're telling me that you boil water separately in your Lessee kettle and then Mm -hmm. you pour that into the BLA also Mm -hmm. made by a Lessee Mm -hmm. and how do you screw it on? Do you put on oven mitts? <laughs> I need to buy some Alessi branded oven mitts for the the act of screwing. But I don't know. I, I don't have screw mitts. I just use an old rag. Dude, everyone knows when you get the screw and you got to glove up. <laughs> That's a fact. That's why my sandwich artist always wears a glove when they screw up my sandwich. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so, yeah, do you wear mitts? Because I can imagine the, the metal, the cast aluminum exterior of the Bialetti would get really hot immediately. It's it's insanely hot, Eric. It it will burn your hands so quickly. And every time, about 50% of the time, <laughs> I forget what I'm doing and I still grab it. You get one of those, oh, yeah. and then your fingers oh, hurt all day. Oh, you know what? I have a set of oven mitts at home and I've like used them for years and like almost no sign of wear has shown up mm-hmm. on the oven mitts themselves. That was until I used them to screw a hot Bialetti tighter because I put mm-hmm. it on the stove and it was like bubbling on the side. And I knew that mm-hmm. it was because I didn't screw it tight enough. And so I just like took an oven mitt and I grabbed it and the oven mitt melted. No. Yeah. Dude, it's like shredded because I grabbed the flaming hot like bottom piece of the Bialetti and it, it's just like started sizzling in my hand. My hand's fine, thank God, but... You know, uh, I'm not I'm not an oven mitt designer, but I feel like the only requirement of an oven mitt is that it can't melt. I know. Exactly. You would think that would be like top of mind for oven mitt designers. Are you <laughs> sure you didn't mix it up with your Tom Ford leather gloves? Dude, I wish I had some Tom Ford Tuscan leather gloves, but I do not. And I instead used this like old yeah. version I got from TNT probably. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably still my fault. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame you for that one. Yeah. That's rough, dude. Yeah, it's fine though. Um, but yeah, tiramisu was very good and probably the best dessert outside of like gelato, the gelato mm-hmm. sphere that I've mm-hmm. had in Italy. Vladimiro. Wow, that's a uh, quite the claim, Eric. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. What else you got for me? You got any other uh, hot takes from Italia? Yeah, well, I'll, I want to tell you about a lunch I had, Ty. I had a really expensive lunch that I am still recovering from financially. Um, this was in the Puglia region of Italy. We went to a cliffside restaurant 
Okay, this restaurant is part of a hotel, and you take this like long winding staircase down into a cliff. Mm -hmm. And once you step out, you're like greeted by the beautiful blue waters of the Adriatic Sea. Mm. And you see these like crazy waves smashing into the cliffs just below you. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, you're sitting front row for this. And it's just like the most insane view I've ever seen for like an alfresco dining environment. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I paid for it. I bet. I've seen, I believe I've seen this cave cliff restaurant on Instagram. It shows up in reels. It's always set to some dreamy bedroom pop track, white tablecloths, <laughs> contrasting, oh, yeah. hard stone ceiling, uh, mm -hmm. wine glasses overlooking the sea. Mm -hmm. So exactly. what, what, is a, what does a meal there set you back, Eric? What does lunch set you back in a cave restaurant on the cliffside? I'm almost reluctant to tell you. I paid for myself and Bay, of course. Okay. okay. And after conversion, it ran me about 600 Canadian. Jeez. So by far the most expensive lunch I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and on one hand, I'm like reeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on the other hand, I'm actually really proud of myself. I yeah. feel like, you know, this is an accomplishment. I managed to, you know, spend almost four figures on lunch, you know, <laughs> yeah, getting dude, there. You made it. That's what podcasting and can get you. That's what Anchor will do for you if you, you know, just fucking open up your laptop and hit up anchor.fm. Um, <laughs> but, dude, yeah, unbelievable. Holy yeah. crap. That, you can buy an awful lot of Budweiser for that. You could buy enough Budweiser to physically fill the restaurant with that yeah. much money. Um, but yeah, I instead was, you know what, kind of suckered into it. I'll tell you why. <laughs> was it Bay? Did Bay drag you there into the cave? Oh, no, no, no. I dragged Bay there because wow. I really wanted to experience this. And that's oh, why I felt compelled to pay for it as well. Oh, shit. Did the server upcharge you on the truffle oil? What happened? <laughs> a surprise truffle oil charge oh dude i would have i would have jumped right off the cliff um no tie and i wish you know i wish i ended up like getting the recommended wine which i didn't know the price of and then uh -huh. ended up paying way more i wish that was the case i wish it was that simple but i mm. i kind of like committed financial suicide myself in this in this situation um so what happened was when you when you sit down and <laughs> Okay, so we made rezos. You have to make a rezo to go here. For sure. Um, if you no-show for the rezo, it's 135 euros per person. So you're so already, you're like... you're showing up. So you're already fucked, basically. Yeah. As soon as you click, yes, I want to go here, you're you're locked into, like, taking out a small loan, you know? Dude, yeah, there's a pyramid scheme here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can't, like, sit down and then look at the menu and leave. That's not possible. No. Um, but... Our plan was we went there for lunch because we thought, hey, listen, like the food's probably going to be like an eight out of 10, probably not mm -hmm. worth the money, but good. And maybe we can go for lunch and like eat less and mm -hmm. just like, you know, get some appies and enjoy the view and have a glass of wine, mm -hmm. which we wanted to do. But we sat down and after referencing the menu, which is just one page, mm -hmm. um, very clearly at the top, it says set menu everyone has to order this exact set of dishes 
Oh shit. <laughs> you or it's like you have to choose one, two, or three dishes, all of which cost the same amount. So you could get one thing and it would still cost you two hundred euros. Right. Wow. So we're like, okay, I guess we're having a three course meal. Damn. You got locked into like the meal equivalent of a variable mortgage rate. <laughs> exactly. I have to take out a second mortgage now after dining here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when, so how, how did you feel when you read this at the top of the menu, when they said that you now have to commit to X amount of dollars or you lose your deposit on this table? Do you, mm. I guess you, you obviously doubled down, but what went through your mind? Well, Ty, that's exactly what went through my mind. I was like, I could leave and take the loss, or I could just double down, spend only a little and, you know, have the meal and enjoy the view. Um, I was kind of choked. I had to clarify. I was like, so this is the only menu you guys have. It's like only a set menu. Like, yes. Right. Uh, see, see, see. Like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so me and Bay just decided to get different things, and we shared, and we had a four-course meal <laughs> in the cliff. It took about three hours. We were there for a long time. Damn, well, hopefully you got your money's worth of ocean viewing. That is obscene, yeah. though, Eric. I, <clears throat> if I were you, I would have employed some tactics to try to get the price down. Maybe a little bit of complain no about the... Uh, the entree or Ooh. i've heard that if you like choke on the meal like if you or fake choking they'll usually give you a discount or a glass of wine for free mm -hmm. that's really smart and i wish i thought of this in the moment we could have also plucked the hair and like just mm -hmm. dropped it into the cacho pepe and mm -hmm. like oh, i don't want this like that would have been really smart um didn't think of that in the moment didn't want to like look cheap in front of bay so, mm -hmm. you know That's what? Fair. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just let me social just suicide. It right it, social suicide is way worse than financial suicide. Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, it was also like extremely windy. I don't know what it mm -hmm. was, but there was like two days on the trip where it was like a windstorm almost. Damn. And so, like, we asked the hotel to bring us blankets, and we wrapped ourselves in three blankets each at the table. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then once we did it, there was like a avalanche or like snowball effect where like every every other table started getting blankets because they saw us they were like bright red blankets and Damn. everyone else got them so we were kind of trendsetters in that way yeah but it also sounds like you remind me of the uh all the people hoarding gasoline at the beginning of the pandemic with three blankets on your body hurricane eric is blowing into italy mm -hmm. sorry folks eric has all the blankets yeah exactly um didn't regret it for one second, Ty, I'll be honest. But yeah, good uh, good lunch, honestly. Probably one of the best lunches I've ever had, but came at a price tag. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Um, I envy you. I wish I could spend that much money on lunch. If only I was given the opportunity. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was a really stark contrast from another lunch we went to, Ty, where there were, like, there, it was, like, a table of, like, 10 people, five of which were, ch like, under six years old. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they got crayons on the table? Yeah, full crayon. Uh, literally, they had toy trucks 
on the table. <laughs> and I was like so pissed. But then I realized like, oh, it's like in Italy, they, they don't hate kids. You know, like in America, like we hate our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but over there, they celebrate children. Um, and I just like, that was one cultural, that was culture shock for me. I wonder if like the toy trucks are fun for the kids because there's no trucks in Italy. They don't see trucks. They only drive like Fiat 500s. So I wonder what it's like as an Italian bambino to play with a toy <laughs> truck. Mm. It, it leads me to believe that the truck is actually true to scale. Yeah, no kidding. They have no clue. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, It's tiny, but that's because they are tiny. They are tiny trucks over there. That's so funny. I always yeah. wish that Subway would offer me some crayons and at the table because it's supposed to be a creative space for the creative class to come. And why does why does the creative thinking have to stop at the sandwich? <laughs> oh shit, you're so right. It's kind of like um, you know at Montana's when the whole like tablecloth is just mm-hmm. a piece of paper, and oh, yeah. they hand you like a little plastic cup with like used like like half are broken but they're like all like random crayons and you get to draw like dicks <laughs> on the table dude uh i've been there i've done that it's pretty funny get the oh, warm yeah. cookie the, dude, the the skillet cookie don't even get me started damn montana's is on to something with that thing <laughs> that way should serve their cookies to stay in a piping hot skillet from the toaster oven oh dude they for sure have a cast iron back there somewhere you know it's kicking around. But can you imagine like you're like doing a like a business lunch at the old way and <laughs> you are trying to explain your roadmap for the fiscal year to your client and you just pull out the lime green crayon, sketch a little bit on the counter or the table, and boom, bam, sign some contract. Maybe the contract you draw it onto the table itself. Mm-hmm. Subway's now a business center, baby. Mm-hmm. Bite here. Mm-hmm. An epicenter for business. That's what yeah. they could have if they just brought creative thinking to the counter. You're absolutely right, Ty. Um, I miss the days of you know being able to draw on the table and it being mm-hmm. acceptable. You know whether it's like with your little key and just carving in like ty plus. Plus E. <laughs> <laughs> a little heart. <laughs> a little you know, heart. You're telling me you don't pull out your Jean Sharpie and scribble a little Eric was here every time you're at a Michelin star restaurant? Mm, I do so in the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. Um, I also light up a cigarette in there. That's my, one of my favorite ways to leave a mark mm. uh, in a foreign country. Just abuse the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What's really funny about bathrooms is that it, it, like restaurants is that it, it you know how sometimes people like to open nice restaurants in gentrified areas common practice mm. you can Subway. never <laughs> exactly you can you can bring a nice restaurant into a bad area but you can never bring the bathroom along with it the bathroom will always be a reflection of the street outside if you have a nice restaurant in a bad area you'll have a bad bathroom if you have a bad restaurant in a nice area you'll have a nice bathroom because the bathroom <laughs> represents the people Wow, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because people leave their mark, like quite Mm -hmm. literally. Like, if if it's like a nice restaurant in a bad place, you're gonna have people with like luggage, just Mm -hmm. like storming through the front door, and like going straight to the bathroom, and then like 
shitting on the walls. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can avoid it is if you have a doorman. You need to have a doorman. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. That's just service 101. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The shittier the neighborhood, the more secure the bathroom is, too. Like, you mm-hmm. either need a passcode or, like, a physical key. Like, most Starbucks where I live have this feature. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really sucks as, like, you know, a high-earning person to live in one of these neighborhoods because I can't just use any bathroom, at, you know, willy-nilly. I have to buy a Dopio espresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you eat way more than way more croissants than you want to because you just need to take a leak. You know what I've been <laughs> really annoyed with in public bathrooms lately, Eric, is Dyson has got this new hand dryer that you dry oh, no. your hands in Dyson. the sink. You know the one where you dry your hands in the sink? Doesn't the make worst any thing, sense. the worst fucking invention I've ever had. Stupidest the fucking thing airport ever. in Rome has that. It's the worst shit ever. I hate it so much. Like, what it, What step are they trying to eliminate there? Like, if they want to, like, make one central piece of equipment, why don't they just stick your hand right in the toilet bowl to dry them and wash it? Like, <laughs> yeah, stick your hand why, in the toilet and press flush, baby. Yeah, why stop at the sink? Like, it's so dumb. I, I'm so angry with Dyson. It makes me want to throw away my vacuum and my V6 and, throw, and protest the company. <laughs> I, I know i totally agree it's like for one the air uh the air phase of mm-hmm. the hand cleansing process just ends up spraying all the water on your chest you mm-hmm. know what i mean all the sink water that's right in front of you gets ends up on your you know a miri button up mm-hmm. but it looks like alone, i pissed myself exactly it looks like you pissed yourself and you you know if you're waiting for somebody you gotta wait for somebody to like soap rinse and dry their hands Mm -hmm. all at once versus just like just rinse (laughs) yeah it doesn't keep the line going there's a bottleneck now Mm -hmm. exactly that's why i stopped washing my hands in post-covid reality um Mm -hmm. i think we're not too far from like getting rid of the sneeze guard too it's gonna go away and I don't know. I kind of like the sneeze guard. I like the separation between myself and the service class when I'm in a service environment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to just like walk into a subway next time with you and like knock on the glass. Like, so when's what are we getting rid of this thing? eh? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they ever would? Do you think like in a post COVID world, they would completely remove the sneeze guard, go completely al fresco inside? I think so. It's going to be a wet market in there, baby, because wow. It's time for an overcorrection, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It is. The pendulum swings both directions, right? Hey, you know what? Today, Ty, actually, big news in Daddy Trudeau's uh, land. Mm-hmm. There is uh, no more Arrive Can, I believe. Yes, I heard this. They've eliminated all the Canadian-U.S. border restrictions for travel, so we can... Yeah. The anti-vax again. Their freedom mm-hmm. protest worked. They did, yeah. Shout out our truckers, man. Uh, no arrive can, no testing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or no like vaccine requirements, even if you're flying. So, dude, thank God. Like, honestly. I don't know. I kind of like them, Eric. I like that knowing that, like, I get so nervous now on planes that whenever someone sneezes next to me, like, I'm going to get COVID. I'm like, oh, fuck. Why did you have to sneeze during this three-hour time period? It's like, you couldn't hold mm. the sneeze for another 45 minutes. Yeah, because in the in the age of COVID, everyone's automatically sick, and so we mm-hmm. have to protect ourselves from everybody. 
Exactly. Which is honestly a good way to live. Like, you, have you seen most people, Eric? They're disgusting. They don't even wash their hands in the bathroom. Most people are <laughs> disgusting. And I'm one of those people. COVID just brought my hygiene up to like where it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're like a sleeper disgusting because you're like got all these nasty ass habits, but you smell amazing. So it's really hard to tell. You're like the Thank Subaru you. of gross people. <laughs> like a rich, like a rich skater. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm happy that it's over. I flew mask off Whoa. to Italy and within Italy. And let me tell you, it was bellissimo tie. Not having a mask to interfere with the um, noise cancellation abilities of my AirPods Max felt mm-hmm. incredible. And yeah, it's just amazing. The only time I had to wear it was the Air Canada flight back mm. from from the layover spot to, you know, beautiful Vancouver, BC. But mm. I, I at that point, I was just knocked out. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, dude, flying mask off is, is the way to go. Being mask off in Italian airports, also underrated. I bet, yeah. I do like the idea of no no plastic or elastic bands around my ears. Mm. Messing with the echolocation of my AirPods spatial audio. Exactly. That's a, that's a big W for me. Exactly. Bands should be on $100 bills only uh, and not around my ears. Yes. Wow, Eric. <laughs> I learned a lot from you today. I feel uh, my heart is full. My stomach is empty. My mm. palate is craving yet another Budweiser. And I think it's time for me to sign off and dig into my Friday. Dude, I am so excited for you, Ty. Um, I am debating you know, going out tonight, we shall see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the weekend and catching up with you on Tuesday. That's a fact, my king. We will continue the sequel of Eric in Italy part three on Tuesday. Maybe we have like a six part series at this point. I think we got through probably like two of your talking points today. Mm-hmm. It is a Netflix special at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, a short series, but you know, it's worth it, I think. I think so, too. Lots to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Thank you, breadheads, for listening. Sign the petition. Bring back the falafel. Mm-hmm. Okay? Link in the description. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about Twitter. It's not really mm-hmm. important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, Ty? Uh, support your local way. Yeah. Ask if they take Amex. They'll, <laughs> they'll say no. But that's that's how we change things, right? That's if how enough we of us things. ask, then they'll you know eventually change their ways. Same yeah, with the falafel. Yeah. So make sure to sign our petition, please. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing out of everything we just said today. So, arrivederci. Arrivederci.